The New Testament reading can be found in the book of Acts, reading from Acts chapter 17, verses 22 to 31, and can be found on page 1113 in the Bibles. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Arephagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heavens, of the heavens and earth, and does not live in temples built by human hands, and he is not served by human hands, as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and health and everything else. From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So if you're able, please do stand as we have our gospel reading. Hear hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world, cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. 
Whoever here has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. This is the Gospel of the the Lord. Let us pray. Lord, speak to us now, we pray, as we reflect on what we have heard. And may your word be to us something that brings life and encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. Please sit. I've been in the Wilsdon area for nearly 25 years. I know I deserve a medal. But I have never been in this church before. I've heard a lot about you from uh, Jody over the last few years. And uh, I've heard about what's taking place uh, within and around you at the moment. Heard a lot about it. But it's great to be here. It's always important, isn't it, to go and be with so that you can find out what it's really like. And I'm hoping you'll tell me uh, when we hopefully have a chat afterwards. We've just heard from the Gospel reading, beautifully read to us. said this, Jesus is recorded as saying, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. The sun was shining brightly through the windows of our church, bathing the congregation, and me, I have to say, in a bright glow. I hadn't been there long and was becoming, I was beginning really to enjoy my time as a parish priest with this congregation. It often takes time. I was sitting in the priest's chair at the front. The music group which we'd newly um, appointed and organised, struck up the song that we were about to sing. You've probably heard it and sung it before. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. As we sang, I praised that this prayer that we were singing would be answered, not just for the people there who were singing at the time, but also for me, I knew that we were about to enter a difficult time of change and we needed God to be with us. We also needed God's help if we were going to navigate this period of change successfully and fruitfully. I will give you an advocate to be with you. Be with Sam Wells, the vicar of St. Martin in the Fields in central London, you may hear him uh, from time to time if you listen to Thought for the Day on Radio 4. He believes that the word with is the most important word in the whole Bible. It contrasts with the word for. We like doing things for others. It's a good word. But it has a different kind of power relationship, doing things for others. Sets up a different kind of way of relating. In contrast to the word with, 
Sam goes on to talk about Christmas and the two names that are given to the baby that's born that we celebrate his birth every Christmas. The first one is Jesus. We like that one because he comes to save his people from their sins. He comes to do something for us that we can't do ourselves. Sam suggests that we kind of forget very quickly that the baby is also called Emmanuel, which is God with us. In our gospel reading today, Jesus, we heard, says that he will send another advocate to be with you forever. It's nice when someone does something for us. We might need help. Someone comes to our aid and it's much appreciated. But isn't there a difference when someone comes to be with us in the midst of our difficulty or trouble? I studied the people in the pews on that Sunday. Pews, now there's a thought. I wonder if we could ever remove them and get more comfortable chairs. There were those who had been attending the church for a number of years, and I was very grateful to them because they kept the doors open. Others had recently joined. The average age was getting younger, and that thought brought a smile to my face. We'd need the energy of the more youthful if we were to address ourselves to pressing needs in the coming weeks, months, and maybe years. We would also need the wisdom of the seniors among us. The congregation was becoming more diverse, like you. We were becoming more colorful. And the task before us was to celebrate and enjoy this mix and work towards becoming, pray God, a community fit for him. The main issue for us was that the church and the hall next door were both falling down. We would need to enter a major building project if this church in this parish could have any future. But there was another related issue which was crucial. If we were going to embark on this act of faith together, it required the people themselves to be a church community that had deep faith, trust in God and each other, so that we could journey together fruitfully through this. I was singing this song, Spirit of the Living God, from memory, when we arrived at the line, bend me, break me, Mould me, fill me. I was gradually going down in the chair as we were singing it. I wondered, could God please answer this prayer? How did we understand the work of the Holy Spirit so that we could sing this song with real faith? The word advocate that we heard in the gospel reading doesn't occur in this song let alone the original word, the word in the original language um, from which we get the word advocate. 
Um, the New Testament was written in Greek, so we have to go back to the Greek language to sometimes to understand what the words or the passage is saying to us. It's the word paraclete. I suddenly realised why that word wasn't in the song, because it's not very poetic, is it really? Maybe it's because over the years, in English translations of the Bible, we've mixed what it could mean. If you read today's gospel passage in different translations, you will get different words. There is a common word that you will see more often than not, though. John Wycliffe, when he first translated the Bible at the end of the 14th century, he said the word was comforter. I will send you a comforter to be with you. But I think the word paraclete is a bit better. We need to kind of recover it a bit. It has more theological insight. It comes from the word parakletos. Originally a legal term in classical Greek. Referring to someone who's called to stand beside or to be with an accused person. And act as an ally or a legal advisor. Jean Vanier... You may have heard of him. Um, he's the founder of the Lash communities that have spread across the world. He suggests that the word paraclete means the one who answers the call. What a be- beautiful name that is. It's a result of these various meanings of that word paraclete. It gives many insights into how the Holy Spirit lives and works among us in our everyday lives. And during these Last Supper discourses that we're in at the moment, John chapters 13 to 17, Jesus describes some of the roles that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, has. For example... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Also, when the paraclete comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, will testify on my behalf. If Jesus is sending us the paraclete, The Holy Spirit is to be a dynamic force in our lives, therefore teaching, reminding, sometimes nudging, witnessing, as well as comforting. But I do think, dear John Wycliffe, all those hundreds of years ago, that it was for good reason that you used that word, but in the 21st century... I'm not entirely sure it's adequate for us. For God the Holy Spirit is much, much more than a comforter, as important as that is. Interestingly, back then, Wycliffe was using the word, to, the verb, to comfort. It's a word called fortis, means be strong, to strengthen, to give strength. Something that, for example, a general might do with his troops before battle. Give them strength. 
But I think we understand it a little bit differently today. A parent, for example, is a paraclete to their child when they answer the cry and they go to be with them, to hold them, to comfort them, and maybe, if necessary, to attend to the practical reason for their cry. Every time you and I look after or respond to or go towards and be with another who has called out to us, we are that paraclete. I was still thinking of the richness of that word as I stood from the chair on that Sunday and began walking down the steps ready to greet those who were going to be bringing up the gifts to put on the altar, the bread and the wine and the water and the money that we bring. A passage came into my mind which mentions the paraclete about half a dozen times. And it said this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the merciful Father, who gives every possible encouragement, who supports us in every hardship, so that we are able to come to the support of others in every hardship of theirs, because of the encouragement that we ourselves have received from God. That comes from the second letter to the Corinthians. The point of the passage is clear. As we have received that gift, so we share it with others. I stood waiting for the procession to arrive. The bread and the wine, the water and the money were gradually making their way forward down the central aisle. So... I looked out across the congregation as they were singing. I noticed Terry, whose mother had died a few months before. He was making all the arrangements on behalf of the family. He was the eldest son, and it was expected that he would provide all that was required in the family home for those who would visit And also the funeral arrangements. But he was struggling because the power of the grief was strong. Next to him was standing Olivia. Olivia was as older than Terry. She'd known and been a friend of his mum from time. They'd lost touch. Terry had returned to the church. Olivia remembered him. And we had agreed together that she would be with him during this time. She stood, caught my eye and smiled as we both thought of Terry. John, in his middle age, was standing on the opposite side and because of his learning difficulties, I'm sorry, I confess to you, he was slightly odd when he sang. He drew attention in that way. He was a very highly intelligent individual. He'd he'd risen to a good and successful office in the civil service. But socially, he was awkward. I wondered where else in society, as I looked at him, where else in society could this man go and be accepted and loved 
for who he was. Sonia was standing a little further back. Her husband had recently been murdered in the Caribbean randomly while at home visiting family. Out of this tragedy, she and her son, Kimali, had started attending the church. Around them were a load of people who were there in solidarity with both of them as they were going through this traumatic time. Sonia later would become a paraclete herself for she, a good few years later, she would go to Wormwood Scrubs and spend time with those who were doing life for murder. She would tell her story and she would listen to theirs and they would have conversation together. The procession arrived. I took the gifts from those who came to the altar. I smiled by reminding them myself now that there are a number of paracletes in this community. I turned to the altar and I glowed. I'm grateful that I was among so many people through whom this Holy Spirit was present and also active. This place had plenty of paracletes and whatever the challenges before us, I thought we would survive. Jesus says, I will not leave you orphaned. I will send you advocates, paracletes. Those who in his name come alongside to be with us. As I conclude, I'm about to finish. Can I ask you a couple of questions? You need only think of one. You don't have to remember them all. And I would encourage you to make your choice. Take that question home with you. And before when you get home to pick up the Sunday Telegraph or the Sunday Mirror and read the news, just for five minutes, think about this question. The first one is, what translation of the word parakletos best conveys what God has been for you lately? Helper? Encourager? Strengthener? Advocate? Second question. For you as a church community, thinking of all the things that you have been doing and are doing, as we were hearing earlier, the plans you have for the future. How is God calling the community of this place to be a paraclete to others in the neighborhood and the world outside? Lastly, how about thinking of those times when someone has served as a paraclete for you? Why not make a note of their name and maybe send them a text later or an email or a card to say thank you? I will not, not leave you orphaned, says Jesus. I will send you a paraclete to be with you 
Oh, by the way, the building project took 17 years. We had a long time together. During that period, what the church community decided to do as they were developing plans for what it could be, they did a lot of work on themselves. Their relationship to God, deepening their spirituality and their faith. And also entrusting themselves to each other. They also considered how they could be paracletes to the parish and the world outside. It was with great joy and a huge celebration that they moved back into their building on the Feast of Epiphany, the 6th of January, 2016. Thanks be to God. <laughs>